Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. Your host, Mark Stoner, runs a multi-million dollar service business, written the Amazon best-selling book, Blue Collar Gold, and has been featured on CNBC's Blue Collar Millionaires with Tim McGraw. He has gone from starving Nashville musician to successful business owner and will show you how to do it too. So listen up, get out your notepad and get ready to learn what it takes to strike gold in the blue collar world. Hello and welcome back to the Blue Collar Gold podcast. Today's lesson is going to be on accountability and that's a a word that comes up a lot in uh, my consulting business, and it comes up a lot in my in all business, I think, because it's one of the hardest things at first to get a hold of as a leader. It's one of the hardest things to really implement, uh, especially if you feel like you're leading with your heart and you want to do good for people. And it feels like holding people accountable is one of the worst things you can do, and it's uh, you know it feels like it's you're being mean to somebody when you're holding them accountable. But over the years, I've learned that holding people accountable is one of the best, the very best things I can do as a leader for the company. I recently read a book um, called Extreme Ownership, and if you haven't read that book, I highly recommend it. It's by two uh, military guys, uh, very popular guys, and they talk about really owning an you know every situation that they put their men into uh, even when it didn't seem like it was their fault they were accountable to everything and it's very uh, very eye-opening to see to what levels accountability can, can be held but for my own story I used to think that if I held people accountable, then I was being a jerk and if I had to be a jerk I really didn't want to run business if if that if that's what it took to lead people, then I'm the wrong guy for it. My my brother is actually more wired for it. He's in the military. He's actually a lieutenant colonel. And he was always, once he got into the military, uh, you know, accountability is the number one thing in the military. And that's just how it runs. But in civilian life, it just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't register for me. I was always accountable for myself. And I worked mostly with, you know, friends and things like that. And they were accountable for the most part. And that's how I thought it should work. But once I started hiring people that were not my friends and we were not in the military, uh, holding people accountable became very much a problem. And it was so bad for me that uh, several years ago, I think it was 2008, maybe 2009, I had a group of other companies come in to evaluate my business and they spent a couple days, you know, talking to my, all my employees, talking to me, seeing our systems, understanding my whole business. And one night at dinner, before we went to dinner, they started calling me SpongeBob Stoner Pants. And they were just, you know, basically just giving me such a hard time for being so spongy on my rules, on what people were supposed to do and they really didn't have to do them, whether it's coming into work on time or filling at your paperwork properly or treating other people with respect or any, any rules were pretty much open for whoever wanted to exploit them. And so 
you know, they really started giving me a hard time. In fact, they, it was so bad that they brought a, one of those little blow up, uh, like dolls that have, you know, weight in the bottom of it that you can punch and it comes back up. And literally they put it, they brought it to dinner and they put it in, in, right beside me and everybody was you know punching it and 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 laughing and bringing it back up and you know of course I was laughing at the time but it was extremely painful in a way yet very real and I knew I could either you know be very upset about this or try to learn from it and say you know what they're right they really do have my best interest and they I need to listen to them I need to pay attention to what's happening and try to grow from it and the funny thing too was many of them were picking on me but they had just as big accountability problems in their own business but you know I could have easily just defended myself but I didn't really want to my actions had led to you know some of the issues in my business so if you're out there and a business owner you know you really need to Holding people accountable, I've learned, is one of the very nicest things you can do. It's one of the very best things you can do. And it also will make your good people more likely to stay following you because, um, you know, there's also a book out there, Good to Great. Many people know that. And in that book, it talks about levels of leadership. And there's five levels of leadership, basically. And the better level leader you are, the more higher level leaders will follow you. So let's just say, for instance, you're only a three letter on a a three level leader. Uh, You can't, a a level four leader, if he ever comes or she ever comes into your business, can't follow you for very long. They just simply can't follow you. But so what you attract is level two and level one leaders. They can, they can follow you, but you can And you can barely kind of hang on to a level three leader if they're in your business and you're a level three leader. So part of becoming a great leader is learning what accountability looks like. And I just want to kind of give a couple examples and stories of that in in my own business. And one of the things accountability wise that I hold myself to is I was always having a hard time going and working out like I always had excuses why I couldn't work out. I like to stay up late. I don't want to get up early and work out before work. So then once I got to work, I'd work. And then, you know, I'd hopefully go to the gym afterwards. But then many times things would get in the way and I wouldn't do that. And then I'd go on home. Once you get home, it's very hard to get up and then go to the gym. So for years and years and years, I always, you know, just started working out and then stopped working out. And a friend of mine said, you know, you ought to get a personal trainer because you're kind of accountable to the personal trainer. They're, they're going to be there for you. They're waiting on you and you'll be probably more likely to do, you know, to do that. And so I did that for a while and that did help. It helped a lot having a personal trainer and somebody was there, but I could also at any point call them and tell them I'm not coming in or whatever. And so it gradually started not working and uh, you know, probably, let's see, last April, I, uh, a friend of mine took me to a, a fitness place called Orange Theory. This isn't a com- commercial for them, but um, it was interesting because it was, one, I could track myself really easily. You have to wear these monitors and you watch your heart rate and your calories burn and everything. It's in a big group session, kind of like circuit training, where you do a treadmill, water rower, and a weight floor. 
And that was good. But the accountability part was one, it's kind of expensive. And two, if you set up, you know, you book your own appointments when you're going to on your, on an app, but if you miss them without telling them, you lose like, you know, 15 bucks or something. And so you can't just say you're going to be there and not show up. You have to be there or you get charged again. So it's not only kind of expensive for the monthly, it's expensive if you book appointments and miss. Well, for me, and then I got up, I just decided to get up before work every day, which means I get up at 4, 10 a.m. every morning or five days a week. And that seemed like it was going to be too early, but something about it clicked something about that accountability piece, something about getting to know the people that are there every morning, kind of thinking you're going to be there too. It all has worked, you know, to keep me accountable. And so, you know, I I think everybody has to find their own thing to keep them accountable. And that, as far as taking my health serious and and working out has helped me quite a bit. Uh, But on another note, like I have a lot of clients come in And we, the number one thing I think that I run into is leadership issues and inside leadership issues is they don't hold their people accountable. And when I start to, a lot of times they bring their office staff with them. And as we start to go through my office and I show them how we do everything and go through the program and I I do talk about accountability steps that we take and do. Every single time the office staff starts looking at the leader and and knowing that you need to do that or that would be great if you would do that for us. And accountability to me also is defending my good people because I used to just try to help the people that were having problems, yet my good people suffered. Um, if guys were, were coming in late, then who suffered? It was the guys who were there working, the guys who had to pick up their slack. It was the people in the office who had to call the customers, tell them we're going to be late or reschedule everything and move the schedule around. Every morning it was total chaos for my customer service people who had to then move the schedule around because my people weren't showing up on time or showed up very late or called in the last minute. And the big accountability piece that we put into our business was an attendance policy and an attendance policy on a point system. So I don't want to go into the details of that, but basically you get points whenever you call out, whether you have a doctor's excuse or not, um, you know, the first day, especially if you're sick multiple days, it doesn't keep counting against you. But there's points if you if you're late there's certain points against you and if you call out sick there's points against you if you no call no show there's a whole lot of points against you half of your points are gone and depending on where you are on the structure you could be fired from that and a lot of times you could be fired from that anyway but everybody knows the policy everybody signed the policy in fact they helped me make the policy when I was bringing it out I brought it to them and said I want to make this fair but I need to make it you know real And so even at that, I didn't want to make it fully uh, enforceable. I I didn't think people would actually test it to get fired for some reason. I don't know why I didn't think they would. But so the very first year I put it in place, you know, everybody started with zero points and you're going to be fired at 24 points. Well, here come the same offenders late, late, late points, 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 calling sick of the last minute points, points, points. 
we get there's warnings at 12 points warning at 16 warning at 21 final warning at 21 points and then you're fired at 24 and here they come my one of my guys been with me so long he's a one of my senior technicians he was getting all the points getting all the warnings and he came up right to 24 points. I didn't want to fire him. I literally couldn't do it. Uh, he got 24 points and I didn't fire him. And so then I think by the time that year ended, he had over 50 points. It was, it was that bad. I just, and then several other people, once you don't fire the first guy, you can't fire the second or the third. And so it was just really, I hated that I did that and I let it pass and then I had no authority. So I said, guys, I've messed up. We are going to do this attendance policy. And so April of that year, I started over. Everybody at zero, I said, we will enforce this or we might as well not even have a policy. So, again, the same guy started being late, started getting the points because they just basically didn't believe it. And here it comes. And right before my busy season in, in my business, my busy season starts about September. So in about July, I realized there were some guys headed to be fired right before I really needed them in busy season. And it was the same offenders. So here it comes. And first guy to get fired was our number one apprentice. He was, everybody liked him. He was late a lot. Sometimes guys would go pick him up at home, all these different things. But when he did work, he was fantastic. So, and he had a great personality and all this. Well, he was coming along, and I said, you're going to be fired, you're going to be fired. And sure enough, he got fired right before the busy season. And my, even some of my senior techs said, you're not going to fire him, are you? We need him. He's great. I said, he's going to be fired. He is fired. Well, when are you going to bring him back? Because I usually would just bring people back. I'm not going to bring him back. I can't bring him back. They were they couldn't believe it. And then here comes a senior technician, his his. His points were clicking up, and I warn, 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 and boom, fired right before busy season. And everybody started saying, wow, I think this is real. And then, believe it or not, three more guys were fired right before my busy season. So I lost five people out of, I think at the time I might have had 20. So I lost 25% of my workforce before my busy season. And everybody then understood that this policy is very real and I can tell you now it's it's the very best policy I've ever put in place I do not have attendance problems anymore I do and if I do everybody knows the deal and everybody knows you will be fired and it it polices itself it absolutely everybody knows the deal everybody warns everybody there's never any you know mystery if you're going to be let go or not because you also have to have a good place to work, right? You have to have some place that people really value being there. And at the when, before I held anybody accountable, I I just felt lucky to have them. I felt lucky that they would even work for me, and it was hard to get good guys to do it. So if I hold them accountable, they might quit. Or if I fired them, I need them. I need those people. So and it's hard to find new people in the trades. So. You're at this weird catch-22 thing. But I promise you, if you're having an accountability pro problem, you, you have to go backwards at first. It's very hard to, you know, I, I was told a long time ago, you want to start more firm on people and then lighten up versus lighten up, be light at beginning and try to firm up later. 
And um, that's very hard to do. It's extremely hard to get, you know, firmed up later versus at the beginning and lighten up. Because if you start, if you start off, you know, hard and lighten up, everybody thinks you're getting, you're a nicer guy. But if you, or, or woman, but if you start off soft and get harder, then they think you've become a jerk. And neither is necessarily true. It's just kind of the perception of how it goes. So I recommend new people starting off very firmly, starting off with policies. And this attendance policy has made my morning start for my business so much easier. We don't have the chaos. In fact, it's a very relaxed start for the most, most of the days we have meetings. Everybody kind of has a social time to talk to each other. And then everybody gets going at their own, at their own pace. And it's really a, a, a great way to do it. But, um, there's another book out there that I had to read. It's called No More Mr. Nice Guy. And in fact, I, I, I call myself a recovering nice guy. And and I say that because um, it seems like I'm, I'm, I've, being nice to me was very important. And now being nice is important, but it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is being protective of my culture being protective of my good people, not letting the the people that stretch the truth and stretch the rules, not letting them dominate my time and dominate my brain power. And, and uh, I don't want to defend them, which it seemed like that's what I was doing. I was always defending them to my good people. Why are you doing this? Why are you letting them do this? Why are you letting them get away from it or, or getting away with that? And then it affects them too, you know, the good people, because they're like, why do I try so hard for this person? Why do I try so hard to be here on time and do all the right things? If, if that person doesn't have to, why do I have to? And it's, it's a valid point. And the other point is they would say, you know, if you're not going to stand up for yourself, Mark, why do I need to stand up for you? You know, we care about you. We love you. We want to, we want the best for you. And you won't even stand up for yourself when you're getting, you know, hit by these issues from other employees. All that over time, it took me way too long to figure that out. But all that over time has has changed me and it has made me very defensive. If somebody comes in to work for me now, you need to do the right things because I know I have a very good place for you to work. I have very good benefits. We pay well. We have good leadership. We have good upper mobility. And I had to take pride in what I had built. And I had to feel like, you know what? You're not going to tear this down on me. You're not going to put my life's work in jeopardy because you can't you know, follow the rules or you won't be accountable for yourself. And so I, uh, I think that's probably my number one lesson in this podcast today is if you're a business owner, defend your culture and defend your good people against those people who start to stretch your, um, you know, your leadership ability, uh, hold them accountable early and often. And even if it's because what happens too is senior guys start to do this as well. And senior uh, employees where they've been with you a long time and they think they deserve to be able to stretch the rules. I call it the curse of my number ones. And whenever a technician would become number one, you know, whether it be sales or, you know, whatever we were looking at, 
they would think that the rules would change and they didn't have to be as accountable or they were this, they were, you know, top dogs. So then they didn't have to worry about, you know, doing all the things that other people did because they were so valuable. And I, you know, I blame myself that for that sometimes because I would treat them, you know, superstar, you might treat them a little differently. You might brag on them a little bit more. You might give them a little bit of grace differently. And there's all kinds of books that say you should do that because that is, you know, superstars, you know, you, you really have to, you know, stay with what they're good at and try to reduce what they're bad at, but not in the accountability world and also not in the respect world. If they ever don't show you respect, that's probably the thing that goes through me the fastest is a lack of respect. If somebody does that toward me, it's going to be a very short time for them. I never... I never show that to my employees. I'm never disrespectful. I respect everybody, and uh, and I expect that back. Also, when you see it between employees, that gets very tough that they have to. But you can't defend necessarily the weaker employees either. They have to defend themselves because that's just if I go in and you know defend all the time. Um, that doesn't help that person. They need to learn to fight for themselves. They need to learn to take up for themselves and and don't get bullied and don't get you know you know run over by certain people. And and I I really end up going to that employee and going back and say, hey, you got to stand up for yourself. You know, it's easy for me to do it. I'm the I'm the alpha dog in this pack. But you need to unless you want to just you know, cower down, you need to stand up for yourself. Now, I won't put up with outwardly rude things, although they do happen. And when they do happen, they're sudden and you have to you have to do something about it. But in general, it happens in a kind of a, a reserved way or in a, in a kind of a back room kind of a thing where they just aren't being respected. Sometimes they don't deserve respect. They, you have to earn that, especially in uh, some of our, you know, blue collar culture, they, they respect each other who, who work hard and who do the right things and that aren't necessarily weak, you might say. But so that, that's kind of the point of this podcast is also if you are a employee, uh, you know, and you want to move up, being uh, super accountable and also being uh, showing that you want to even be more accountable is exactly some of the best characteristics that that someone could ever show me to give you know to give them more things to do. And this weekend, I'm I'm starting a, a new business. I have a I've been in the chocolate business for a little while, and I recently, me and my daughter are in a business together, and we changed one model where we used to buy someone else's chocolate, and then we would sell it in malls and in fairs and festivals and different things, and we're changing that bottle to where we went to chocolate school ourselves, learned how to do all these fine chocolates, bought all the equipment, bought a building, and we're moving into that business as we speak. And it's a, uh, but some of my guys, you know, I asked them if they can help me on certain nights, like a Sunday night to move some equipment. And, he, uh, that was, a, I'm sorry, it was a Friday night. And then on a Sunday today, um, I asked them, some guys to help me. And some of these guys just step up every time they say, yeah, I'll help you. I'll help you. And of course I'm paying them, but they, they step up and I know that they're going to help. And, 
you know, that, that helps me, that helps me understand that if I'm going to grow this business, those are the guys you want to, you want to promote the guys who step up and, and show up on time and are there. So that is my episode on accountability. I hope you enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.